The fun has arrived. Hello there. <laughs> what was this delay? What was that? But <laughs> I was busy on my phone. Hey y'all, welcome back to Sidebar Josen. This is Bree. And this is Steffi. And we're here to talk about what's been on everybody's lips for the past week, two weeks. This this big college scandal mm-hmm. with with the um the rich trying to get over. Mm-hmm. So um we're gonna go and ragtag that ass real quick. Uh, and talk about not only the scandal and what's been going on with that, but how we feel as um, academics ourselves, as people who have fought to get to where we are and really, um, we bust ass to get these degrees. So, exactly. <laughs> and, and to earn and earn the, our way into these uh, institutions. So let's, let's get into it. Sit back, relax, adjust your bra straps. And I'll have you know, that one of our listeners, our new listeners, requested this. Oh, okay. Yes, I love it. Okay. We, we, we're going to talk about something else at the end of the month. All right. Let's get into it. We josing, y'all. We josing. Okay. So, let's um, get into it. Uh, well, you know what? I always say let's get into it, but then backtrack and be like, how are you? So, <laughs> I'm going to try hard <laughs> moving forward to remember to ask how you're doing let's do a check-in before we get into the topic and whatnot so briefly how are you doing Duff? um i am doing well i've come to like just keeping it kind of like on topic i've come to a lot of realizations about um who i am and how i should um navigate Mm-hmm. the higher education realm mm-hmm. and i am hoping to share that with other my people of uh, uh ethnic but different ethnic backgrounds minority mm-hmm. students especially women of color mm-hmm. um i am just coming into a realization of myself i am growing and i feel right on time with spring how are you that is beautiful and i too feel like i am growing i am glowing and I am just ready to take on the world as it comes to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my skin is looking bright. My hair is looking real light. If you've seen me lately, oh, I've seen you. <laughs> we've got a blonde on our hands, but yes. <laughs> but we ain't dumb though. So, <laughs> but um, she's looking fabulous. Yes, like I'm. I'm just really happy that right now with school and things, I feel like I'm really on top of everything. Okay. Um, it's just like the load feels like it's getting lighter. Mm-hmm. So I am for a change. For a change. Oh my gosh. Oh, we've been doing this for so long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm good. I know. Bree you know how the, the trolley loses momentum mm-hmm. and then it has to pick up speed again? Mm-hmm. Like the little engine that could. I am that little engine and I'm finally picking back up my speed. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very happy about that. You got a little push. Mm-hmm. So um, our topic today is. Um, what will we call our topic today? Because we're we're talking about the uh was it code name varsity blues. Code the, name varsity blues. It's the like this this big um Operation Varsity opera- Blues. It's opera yeah. yeah. Operation Varsity Blues. 
Um, we're talking about that, but also beyond that, what it's been like hearing this story of these rich, predominantly white folks um, out here paying substantial amounts of money to get mm-hmm. their underachieving children into these elite institutions. And yes. it is, it's been interesting to watch. But first and foremost... Let's fill you in if you have not necessarily been keeping up with everything. Yes. Um, there's a, a lot of tidbits that have been floating around, so I'll try my best to piece it all together. Um, so first and foremost, the ringleader of this, um, his name is William Singer, and he was the CEO of a college admissions prep um, company called The Key. Um, and so this, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I got the keys, the keys, I got the, the keys. keys. <laughs> well, apparently Mr. Singer had the keys for the rich folks who had the money because he was using his connections to run a very elaborate scam that, um, has now got 50 people caught up. We're talking college coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking parents, like people ranging from actresses and designers and actors and um, doctors. Like, I mean, we've got a whole bunch of, of quote, end quote, elite. We've got a lot of the one percenters in here who are about to um, rock the orange. Well, we might <laughs> we might they, they might on. switch from Gucci to, get to Washington that jail cell, <laughs> looking like hopefully <laughs> wearing a nice crisp orange dicky suit. So, <laughs> so anyway, well, that's if they even go to jail. We'll see. They say the prosecutor said that they're going to be just as tough on them as they would be with anyone else, but we shall see. But uh, anyway, there's 50 people that took part in the scheme. I. I did not see how long it's been running, but it's been a couple of years because some of the students, they range from students who have just been admitted into these schools like USC and Yale and Georgetown, um, UC Berkeley, uh, but they also have students who are who have either um, who are either in their senior year now or have uh-huh. graduated. Okay. So. Um, yeah, so the there's a two it's a two prong kind of scheme thing. You had cheating on the SAT and the ACT part, and then you had the part where he was bribing uh these D one coaches into letting the kids in as athletes. So on like the athletic scholarships and whatnot. Right. So the ACT and the SAT part, this man had I don't I don't oh, I forgot his name but his name is like Michael or something like that because he's also caught up in this as well but this man was hiring Michael or whoever Mr. Singer was hiring this guy to take the ACT and SAT um tests for these kids and so he was he the proctor no, he was literally like like how when you went to go take the um ACT and the GRE and all oh, that. Oh, somebody he, pretending to be me. He didn't really have to pretend because we know his name isn't Susan. How is Susan <laughs> coming to take the test? And and Michael is here. You know, <laughs> so no, he was um coming to take the test for the kids. And one of the things that really like this tripped me out because um way to kill your kids self-esteem this mom i forgot which one but one mother told her son that he was taking a retest at another place 
and sent him there while Michael so-and-so was actually taking the real test. <laughs> it's not it's not funny. It's not funny because it's like you really, in so many words, in so many ways, told your child, I do not believe in you or your abilities. I'm going to... It's say it. It's really, it's just like, wow. I mean, sidebar, think of how you must feel right now. If you were one of the students who was unaware that this is what your parent was doing. Yeah, because you have your students who are unaware. Mm-hmm. You have your students who are aware, but possibly can't do anything about it you know your parent has upper hand and then you have your students who are very much aware and are really wanting your parents to do this for you oh yeah because they got one sis who uh is a senior at georgetown who was all in on this one she she knew what was happening so Uh mm, but so far they said that they haven't uh they haven't indicted any of the the students the the students yet uh, but there, that remains. We it remains to be seen what will happen moving forward uh, for those who were aware of what was going on. But um, anyway, so this person was getting in to take the test for the for the kids. How did he do that? He uh, basically, Mr. Singer was bribing the test proctors and the test administrators. Mm-hmm. So of course. I mean, like, that's the only way that would work is that if Susan was coming to take the test and Michael showed up, like, how could you get around that? Obviously, somebody had to go and slide some big bills into somebody's hand or into their bank account. So that was that part. The other part, which is none of this story is funny, but some of the, the shenanigans, the bold face audacity of these motherfuckers was just is you gotta giggle. They were bribing the coaches of some of these, of some of the teams, like ranging from like tennis to yeah. soccer to rowing teams. Rugby. Um, yes. Possibly uh, Quidditch. Cool. I'm just playing. Keep As going. a Harry Potter fan, I would love for Quidditch to be a real thing, but but here we are. <laughs> so, but anyway, so yeah, so they were bribing the D1 coaches to let these students in. Now, the coaches themselves can't necessarily give you the stamp of approval like yes, you're in, but they can make recommendations for certain athletes to be pushed through to um get accepted. Yeah. So, they were using their influence to then get these kids accepted into the programs. Um, and then they would, of course, like never actually play the sport because they never played the sport. Right. So they would be like, get in on the academic on or on the athletic scholarship and then maybe just get dropped from the team. Maybe things didn't work out. Maybe some, you know, like finesse it so that you got in on this thing, but you are, um, you know, we don't really expect you to swing a racket or kick a ball, you know, like, um, but the thing that was really killing me was the students whose faces were photoshopped onto other athletes' faces, real athletes' faces, and it- They went far. I am just flabbergasted. (laughs) At least they tried to make it as real as they could make it. What in the, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is just... They were they were really playing this game and trying to keep this under wraps and try to make sure that this never got caught. 
Oh my gosh. And so I guess that's one of the lengths that they went to. I mean, extreme lengths. And talking about extreme lengths, we talking about the photos and the scams with people taking tests for folks. The amount of money that they paid, ranging from fifteen thousand to seventy five thousand for this for the test taking part. Um, uh, what's the uh, Lori Laughlin, who is one of the um actresses? You may know her from Full House as Aunt Becky. Um, she and her husband, who made Massimo, since everybody fucking loves Massimo, that's you know her husband is that guy, mm-hmm. and they paid five hundred thousand dollars, five hundred thousand for both daughters. I think Bella is one. Olivia Jade is the, is the other. Olivia Jade's the youngest. We'll get to her in a second. But um, they paid $500,000 to get them on, get them into the University of Southern California as members of the rowing team. Neither of them have ever rowed in their life. And the way that they kind of, you know, played into this, their little finesse was getting them getting a picture of both of them on a rowing machine. Now, the thing... I've heard that young Olivia Jade is very upset at her parents right now for um ruining her uh career as an influencer because she's really popular uh-huh. on Instagram and YouTube. She's one of the girls who is cute enough and has a nice enough camera to sell you things based on their opinions. Um, So she basically has gotten the boot from sephora um they pulled her palettes um she's uh been endorsed by or she does endorsements for other um products now as far as how quickly those people are pulling out um i'm sure it's been relatively fast but um sephora being one of the biggest ones and they she had a highlight palette and um someone said i know i got off topic but uh, i just want to mention this comment that the girl made left a one-star comment on the palette and said i thought this would give me the glow of having stayed out in the sun or something like that like i've been rowing but it's all a lie like it doesn't i, I like i gotta find so funny <laughs> but I w- i'm saying all that to say miss olivia sounds very upset or she seems very like angry at her parents but it's really hard to, to be to, angry with her? Well, no, not angry with her. I'm confused as to how there's this this feeling of, oh my gosh, you guys have ruined my life. But you took a picture on the rowing machine. Did you know why That's you was taking I'm a picture on the rowing I machine? I can't be angry with you, sis. You know that you made... You know you wasn't rowing. C's in mathematics and things. Like, you you know that you didn't have the, the qualifications to get into USC. Did you not know? Did she you, knew. Did you like it's it's really hard to understand how she and her sister were totally in the blue. However, um, that's that's just another thing about it. But the thing about the money as well that really also blew my mind was that it was going through like the way they covered it up it was charitable contributions to mr singer's other kind of organization the key worldwide foundation i'll give you one guess of what this foundation was for. scratch his head get just what do you think it was for what was this foundation for what, what was the the cover for this okay they were 
Girl, I can't even imagine. Were they trying to help uh, minorities too? Their aim was, as a nonprofit, was to help poorer students. All the while, it was just a facade. They I were knew. collecting money because Mr. Singer help said it himself. Or poorer students. Poorer students. Poorer William students. Singer said that out of his mouth. Out of between the lips that God gave him. They, they went far to cover this. He said that he, he, he wanted to help the wealthy get their kids into these schools. That was his objective. And his, his sneaky way of doing it was accepting the money under the guise of, I'm getting money to help poor children. People who actually have to struggle sometimes to get into these schools. People who don't have the resources and the access. The unmitigated gall, the audacity, hmm. the the just boldness of these moms, like the bold, like it's, and you know what? It's not so surprising because we live in a society where the richer get richer and they leave the poor in the, in the dust. Yeah. They literally, we literally live in a system, a capitalistic system. We do. That has been rigged in favor of those who have the millions and the billions of dollars. It's not for us. So this kind of scandal is only shocking in that we're discovering all of this right now. But God only knows how long this has been going on. I am not shocked. It's just kind of like, you know what was shocking? People are like... Felicity Huffman, Lori Loft, Aunt Becky, what the what are y'all doing? So I think it was more of the shock of the people involved. Okay, I can see that. It was like, damn. They're supposed to be these good people, do right kind of people. Right. Like I and love here they, full here house. they are committing felonies and hmm. I mean, it's just like you 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 really are just at this point kind of just disgusted with the folks and like i mean the schools are also taking action there are coaches who've been fired who've Mm -hmm. been placed on leave um some students have already been expelled i believe um so they're also they're looking into every student who's involved yeah so they're i mean they i think olivia jade and and bella um, Lori Laughlin's daughters have already um left USC because they feel that the bullying, um, they're going to just get terrorized. They should leave the this. school. They should. They didn't earn their way in there. Exactly. So what you like? Oh, girl. You. Ugh. I mean, you should be expelled. Honestly. <laughs> but the thing that that is, I I do feel for the students though that really didn't know. Because it yeah. it's really telling to to about your parents that A, they put you through this and B, they just like just just to say that you went to a school with an like you went to a Yale or you went to a Georgetown uh, or you went to I think it was uh what stu- what school in Texas. But like these schools, these with these highly coveted spots. Yeah. Like people are really, really working. To say that I'm a student who's attended Stanford. I am a student who's attended, um, what's another one that they were trying to go to? I can't remember, but it's like a, it was a, a list of schools yeah, and whatnot. I can imagine. But it, it just all for the name, you know, like 
Harvard. You know, it's just all of these places that Harvard, Yale, Duke, Stanford. Like it, it was, it was really, it was really unfortunate for them because that just says that my wow, my mom and dad didn't believe in my ability to do it, or they decided what my future would be before I even got the chance to really think about if right. I wanted to go to college in the first place, or they just felt as if you know to not to have to mm-hmm. put themselves in the risk of not the child not being able to get into these colleges so that they wouldn't have to go through this dice roll mm-hmm. they would just you know pass surpass all of that by paying for it like we can pay mm-hmm. for anything and this is just another thing that we can pay for like checking out at the store and they could have did it in a, and they could have done it in a legal way like i mean they have all kinds of ways like you could have made a donation to the school and that could have you know like somebody could have been like okay well your kid only got an 18 on the act um but you know we we we're gonna let them in and that's not necessarily like a legal it's just that maybe you lowered the bar because someone handed you a check. And that's no shade to anyone who got an 18 on ACT. They have brilliant people who don't do... Um, well on tests. Like, really good on tests. Or, you know, because I don't think that the ACT, SAT, GRE are good measures of your... Um, ability. Like, ability or how successful you will be in these institutions. However... I mean, we have to have some kind of uh, measuring stick. And so if they want to use that, then by all means, I mean, we we could figure out better ways so that more students have access. Mm-hmm. However, that's where we are. But at this point, they really could have just slid somebody a donation. They have a legacy. Like, where did you go to school? Yeah. You're a le- like, get your kid in off the strength of you being an alumni. Like, just why why this? Yeah. Oh, what's, what's wrong with giving your child that extra year that they need to increase their scores right like come on now and what's up with not doing hard work because when you're when you are so rich that you feel entitled to everything you don't have to think about what real hard work looks like you have so many avenues to get you from point a to point b you don't have to really think about what's the, you know, like what kind of work I'm gonna have to put into this. You can hire and and get all kinds of people together to make it happen. You don't even have to lift a finger. Yeah. So it's just really dis dis disappointing. Um and I mean it really speaks to privilege because um I know we always talk about privilege in the sense of like what white privilege is, but can we talk about like privilege like with money? Like, yeah. you're privileged because you are within a certain tax bracket. Yeah. And so that is, like, classism is, is a thing and it's still a thing. And it, we really, really, really have to rein it in. But um, America is built on capitalism. America it, is built on the... It, it stacks know, things the against the poor <clears throat> far and wide. Like, um, mm-hmm. it, it, the district that in which you live. Right. Um, the, your access to healthy food. Mm-hmm. Um, your access to other resources outside of school. Right. Like schools, that- your physical safety. 
there was this report and I can't remember who released it, but I did start reading it. But it was talking about how like the 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 um the gap in funds that are given to school like white school districts mm-hmm. and black school districts. And they're not of course separated as white school districts or black school districts. They're it's because of who are the who are the majority of the students who attend these schools. So in places where um students or it's primarily kids of color um, they are getting a significant, um, a significantly less yes. amount of money than students who are attending these schools in white districts, and a lot of that has to do with like this larger kind of system of you know like the um, property taxes and things that yeah. you pay go into these funds and whatnot. So if you live in the hood. And most of y'all aren't even, like, most of the people ain't even paying, like, property taxes. Like, right. they do you own your home to even pay. Like, all kinds of stuff that go into this. So, our our overall, our global system, if you will, yeah, um, in America is fucked yeah. for people who have to, you know, like, grind to get it, like, get it out the mud. You and know, it's, it's, it's broken. It's and they fair. try to figure out ways to fix it specifically for the school system with mm-hmm. school choice and voucher programs and charter schools. But that creates a whole nother issue. Which are trash, trash, and more, more trash. More trash. <laughs> Thank you very much. Trash, trash, and trash. I have yet to see the data. Someone sent, send it to send me. Send us Send the me data. the data that suggests that these charter schools are actually producing the results that they purported that they would, you know, like put out. Like, show me the numbers. Show me the success rates. And then we can have a different conversation. But mm-hmm. right now, you still have a lot of the same problems that you had in public school system. The public school system that you basically wiped out and like the, the veteran teachers that you let go yeah. in place of people who do not give a flying fuck about the success of your child. I'm not speaking to anyone specifically. I'm just saying. We in the wall right now and whatnot after Katrina when they let all those teachers go right veteran teachers people who really were passionate about teaching working See, we get, working we for topic. decades decade like people who with, went with to school to be a teacher like the majority of the students here people who are genuinely invested in the. Um, betterment and the success of these kids not saying that everybody who's in tfa teach for america or um americorps anything like anyone who works with your kid i'm not saying that everybody there is basically here just to get their pocket their little um stipend or whatever right. and leave your kid um High to and struggle dry. right like some of them are really really caring and really want to see your kids strive and do the best that they can and go far. But a lot of them are trying to get their loans paid off. And this is simply a job. It is not a career. It is not something that they wanted to do really, but they know that they can teach third grade math. So they, they're like, Hey, and and another idea, easy money. (laughs) Another idea is they may be well-intentioned. Right. However, intention does not make for a good teacher of a specific um, population right. that has specific cultural needs. You cannot send Elizabeth into the middle of the night ward 
who has lived in Vermont for all of her days and has never really experienced working with people of color outside of may- maybe seeing one here or there in her high school and her middle school. And you cannot send her into the midst of basically a whole new cultural environment and expect her to just thrive and survive and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, like when she gets overwhelmed, it's the kid's fault. Right. It's their fault. They they don't know how to act. When it's really Elizabeth was not coached, not prepared, not well-intentioned enough to do the work to know how to work with our babies. And right. you know what, Elizabeth? I'm a patch on the back for the good try that you gave, but maybe you did a little bit more damage than you than did. You did good. Like, than you did good. So maybe... You need to go and find something that's better suited for you. But we, again, are Sidebar. off the track. <laughs> we do this <laughs> All often. <the> time. <laughs> so anyway, how do we feel about this whole college admissions scandal? I would say for me, mm-hmm. as a black woman in um, higher education, as a, as, in, in, as a student, yes, I would say that there have been so many days... Um, that I have felt, particularly in my doctoral program, where I felt that I just, like, imposter syndrome. I Did Ooh. I belong here? I have to prove myself over and over and over again. Now, I will give credit to my undergrad experience. Shout out to Diller University. Go Diller. Be Weebly Blue. Um, but you know, like I was able to be in an environment that really cultivated like creativity and drive and like you got to see so many different types of black. That experience yeah. really emboldened me as as a student. Yeah. And I felt like the world was my oyster because I wasn't I wasn't the only black kid in the class anymore or I wasn't yeah. like the one of five. Yeah. But of the of the one of five, I was the only one in honors. You know, like that kind of thing. Like everybody was an honor student. Everybody mm-hmm. was a high achiever and everybody didn't like from high class to middle class to like I don't hate I hate I don't want to say low class but different social economic backgrounds, different languages, different everything. It was just a beautiful experience. And so it really gave me something to like to know that when I get into master's programs, mm-hmm. doctoral programs, I am capable. But when you get there, you got to remember all of this stuff. Exactly. And so like you have a lot of days where you question like, damn, did I have the merit to even get in here? You know, and then yeah. to know that people are really out here just like sliding somebody a couple thousand dollars and you just slide on in when you have the rest of us who really had to like work tirelessly to get to where we are right now. Yeah. Fuck. Like, fuck you. Fuck you, Lori Loughlin. Right. <laughs> fuck you, Felicity Huffman. What was her name? Huffman. Fuck you, girl. Like, <laughs> fuck you, girl. Because for real. We, and I mean, stressed. like, just akin to that, like, in higher education, having to also watch how other people are able to kind of not even just slide by in terms of, like, being able to pay for their education, but just slide by in terms of, you know, their ability to actually achieve at a high level while you are left feeling like you have to 
to go the extra mile that you have to achieve twice as much or three times as much to be recognized or valued i mean let's keep it a buck 20 uh this is white america and in white america a lot of people are celebrated for their mediocrity thank you while everybody else has to go the extra mile to even get half of the accolades like this is not to say that every white person did not work hard to get to where they are, but you have to also acknowledge how a lot of the people of color around you feel where it's just like, it's, it's just, it never feels like you're on the level playing field. You always have this sense of, I have to do better. I have to be better. I can't just settle for the B. I have to get the A because the B for Becky is going to be enough to get her to where she needs to go. Yeah. B for me looks like, oh, you aren't working hard enough. You not you're not smart enough. You're slacking off. You're here in in this in this space sharing this space and you should be appreciative yet you're not doing all that you can do to take advantage of the experience. Right. So it it means something different, particularly for those of us who are who like not just now but for for a long time like in high school I knew I was going to go and get uh more than one degree I knew it didn't stop at the bachelor's right and I knew that it was going to be a very tough road and so to think that there are just like there there are people who have so much access and rather than do do it the old-fashioned way like the rest of us, or rather than use their resources to help the kids who do not have the same access as their little kids and whatnot, you would rather just try and finesse the system. Yeah. And get... Li- Olivia J said she didn't even want to go to school. She said she wanted to have the football game and party experience. <laughs> I... it's just girl while the rest of us are thinking that we need a degree to get a career to be able to take care of ourselves she don't have to worry about went for the party a cent life is sweet for her shit sweet shit ain't sweet over here but shit went for the party she doesn't have to worry about because being an, an influencer you don't have to go to college for that Right, And just because of status, she was able to make her way into being an influencer like just like that. Where you have some of these influencers like Jackie Ina or um, uh, what's her name? It's my Ray Ray. Yeah. Um, like a lot of, and I'm talking specifically like beauty influencers. But a lot of these girls, these women had to really grind work grind grind like they put they had real jobs like jackie Ina was in the military like she was in the air force i think and like had holding down real jobs holding down real families going through real ass struggles to get to where they are so this influencer thing is not as easy as somebody may make it seem but for her you could all you had to do is just hop on the camera because like you know your daddy made Massimo like it's the same like and we keep coming back we not, not we but I and I apologize uh, come on back but another thing is like like with, with Kylie Jenner too that's another one yeah I am of the mind that we do not need to celebrate nepotism Hmm. I don't think that it is fair. And we as 
particularly as people of color who a lot of times do not have the networks to just knock on so-and-so door and be like, yo, let me in. It perpetuates the idea that you can just pay for anything that you want. It's it's not happening. So no, I'm not going to celebrate the successes of Olivia Jade as an influencer. No, I'm not going to um, celebrate like Kylie Jenner being a self-made billionaire because self-made which the dictionary like whoever's running the the um what is it webster's dictionary twitter or whatever (laughs) y'all on point y'all like y'all keep reminding us of what self-made means but like again like when you think about us even us i wouldn't even say that even because like you know even though we have you know like we went about like with different paths as far as getting in academics i wouldn't even say i'm self-made or that you're self-made because think of everybody who had a hand in getting us to where we are even though we we worked hard for this we had parents that supported us we had um teachers that looked out for us god set my path right like for sure thank you heavenly father for riding with me through some of the worst days of my life for me for me it's like i literally went to a summer camp that summer camp just so happened to have some some people who had some connects with this great boarding school Mm -hmm. then i went to the boarding school and from there i went to my university Mm -hmm. that these people probably tried to bribe their way into right so even like even with with the whole like self-made thing or whatever i don't think that anybody could ever really say they're self-made but i'm saying that to say that when especially when we talk about people who really didn't have to even go through like a, a sliver of what we had to go through to get to where we are and whatnot yeah like it's it's just it it's just important that we acknowledge that you know, like hard work still matters. Yeah. And and we're not going to continue to uplift people who have not put in that that work. That's yeah. that that's just me. That and that's not to take away anything from those young ladies. They, you know, are very successful and they will continue to be successful. Um, I apologize that we have stepped into um a dance hall real quick. If you feel that or you're not feeling, but if you're hearing a very um, a thumping beat in the background. Um, Duffy's, Please enjoy our background. Duffy's <laughs> neighbors have gotten into the weekend mood a day early. So, <laughs> but anyway, I'm saying all that to say, like, we re- we really have to rein it back in because we do a lot of um, cheering and all that kind of stuff for people who who aren't really doing anything like work-wise like really aren't grinding for it and when we have to really continue to celebrate and uplift and push those kids um who are really working for it because um like i mean that self-esteem oh it can get you it can get you when you feel like nothing's working in your favor and it's just like you're never good enough and i mean i just want to give a special shout out right now to the colleges that are following the rules and the the institutions that that are actually upholding the system that you know they all are abiding by okay so we're going to look at sat scores we're going to look at gpa we're going to look at your academic history to determine if you qualify for being in our institution or not shout out shouts out to them because as i said as i said i went to a boarding school and when this boarding school was for people who could pay for their children's education, it mm-hmm. was a mini college, basically. 
um, in terms of the model. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you would think that, oh, all of these people are going to get into the places where they want to be. Not only was the curriculum great enough to Mm -hmm. um, for for these students to be at the top, the top um, ranking institutions. Mm -hmm. um, But again, these are people with money. And when I tell you a lot of these students did not get their top choices, it just goes to show that some institutions, you know, no matter how much money you make, they were accepting, you know, the the most the 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 top academic right. students right um and just following the rules in the way that they should right and i mean this like can we talk a little bit about how a lot of these right wing folks many of these right wing folks probably all these right wing folks or whatever like that like to talk about um um, what's that thing? What is it called? Oh, it's slipping my mind. Oh, that's a shame. What are you um, thinking of? Um, affirmative action. Yes. Like to talk about how we didn't earn our ways into these places because we just got in off the strength of our skin tone and whatnot. Right. And it's like, are you holding your um, rich brethren and sisterin accountable? Exactly. Are you checking them? Because while you think that we aren't making it on our own merit, your folks out here definitely ain't making it on fucking merit. Right. Like, this is not a meritocracy, sis. These people are out here paying significant amounts of money to get their kids in. And even with the legacy folks. Yeah. Shit. Like, um, what was another one, too? Like, our former president, George W. Bush. That nigga dumb. Like, oh <laughs> like you know? And, 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 and Trump, too. Oh, my dumb. God. But they went to um, good universities and whatnot because of off of strength of name and who they are and who they were connected with and all that kind of stuff. Check yeah. them, motherfuckers. Exactly. Check what them. You're, what you're saying about um, people holding their own accountable reminds me of the um, story of, you know, that mom back in Akron, Ohio. And she, was, she wasn't she was at the um, higher education level. She was just literally at the elementary, middle school, whatever school, mm-hmm. you know, lower school level where she was trying to get her children into a different school district mm-hmm. so that they could be safe and, you know, get a better education. And so she changed her um, address. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of, of, of that kind of the backlash that she got. She actually received jail time for doing that. Two mm-hmm. felonies. And it's it was just kind of like, okay, we are, you know, bashing people for mm-hmm. having school choice. We're bashing the school choice program. We're bashing people who are not bribing their way into another, well, who are not paying mm-hmm. their way into another school, who are, you know, just trying to make sure their children receive the same level of lower education, which should be equal for all. Right. Um, as other more privileged students. And she received so much backlash where, you know, people who are able to pay for it are just welcomed through the doors. Like the thing that annoys me about that is just rather than fix the problem of why is it that this mother wanted to get her kids in a different school district to begin with, you penalize her, right. make an example of her. And it says a lot again about how this country looks at uh, thinks of what it thinks of poor people, what it thinks of poor black people, poor mm-hmm. Hispanic people, um, what it thinks of people without um, just any kind of 
room to um to just bribe their way into something you know yeah it's 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 incredibly discouraging to think that this all this woman wanted was for her kids to get a quality education right to have to make to get a quality education so that they can work their way into college right and to work harder to work harder to work smarter to be around those who would continue to make sure that they stay on top of their game yeah and she is met with jail time the disparities are wide like even now like i'm dealing with you know a specific situation or i know of a specific situation where um specifically in this in this new orleans district and in some similar social economic districts maybe in other states alabama mississippi um there are populations of people who are over the the school system is oversaturated with students who need iep evaluations mm-hmm. who need accommodations who need more resources and they don't have it Mm-hmm. And in order to get around that, there is no getting around it. And so people are having to go to these links, change their addresses to get their kids into quality schools. There's a serious disparity there. And it just shows that, you know, people with wealth are not taking the the issue of poverty seriously because they don't mm-hmm. live it. Right. I was watching, I think it was MSNBC and, um, oh gosh, I r- wish I could remember the guy's name. See, I, I should have wrote this down too, but it was a, uh, he was invited on because he wrote a book about this particular topic about wealth and privilege and how the wealthy, uh, like to present themselves as these charitable, um, thought like really thoughtful people who are, you know, what's, what's the word, um, when you when you do um charities and things it's another word for it um just because you're asking me just because i'm just and this is the same thing that happened philanthropy yeah. so they think of themselves as philanthropists these, these like wonderful philanthropists and they think that they are just doing the work of god by sprinkling a little bit of their um change over the poor people and whatnot but in reality they are entitled they are elitist Mm -hmm. they um get by on nepotism because you a lot like again with these kids and whatnot it's generational wealth it's wealth that's going to be passed down for many many times to come and that was passed down to their parents and whatnot and so it's like this idea that that they they earned it and or that they deserved it or deserved this is what it. they ought to have yeah. my child ought to go to usc my child deserves to go to yale off the just off the off the strength of who they are yeah and i'm gonna make sure it happens because i have enough money to make it happen right like we 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 i don't foresee this country really getting it together anytime soon but i'm i am glad that a lot of people are um at least kind of considering more uh you know do giving more consideration to how rigged our system is how things need to change and how the idea that pulling yourself up by the bootstraps is bullshit when you don't give people boots or straps to begin with all right so um yeah like the people who already have their bootstraps pulled up and whatnot they are out here um really the they're really pulling the scams and the schemes and the mm-hmm. gags like the they 
they've got a whole bunch of shit going on and whatnot, but have the nerve to tell somebody, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Earn it. You have to work for it. Did you, bitch? Or give you the side eye. Like, did did you earn your way here? Right. Like, are you supposed to be here? It's disgusting. It's like, and and every day, like, we we briefly touched on this too, but, like, I'll just come back to this. Every day, with every passing day that I get closer to my doctorate, I always wonder that when I have that in front of my name, will it ever really feel like it's mine? And, like, will I... Will I encounter people who will question how I got here I, and how I, you know, like, you know? I think that we will always encounter people who um, who will question if how we got here is really off of our own merit. Mm-hmm. We will always have that. In, uh, under edu- in, my, um, in higher education, in my undergrad, I experienced mm-hmm. that. And forget it. Like you, your intuition is correct. When you have a sense that someone is wondering if you are who you say you are, mm-hmm. and they are questioning and want to do, want to get your background and mm-hmm. want to double uh, check your references and all of this shit. Really understand that it's it comes from a place of privilege, Insecurity. privilege, privilege, grimy ass niggas. But so yes, but the challenge is to always remain strong in the sense that yes, I've earned this, I've worked hard, oh, I am course. here, and I don't give a fuck about what you think. Every time that thought comes up, I always remind myself that I stayed up writing those papers, I stayed up reading those articles, I put in the work on those posters and these presentations and whatnot. Yeah. Nobody will ever be able to take it away from me once it's mine so that's why i'm also not changing my name when i get married that's the sidebar right there but um we we should probably take a break okay well let's take a break Mm -hmm. i just want to mention one last thing before we go yes and it is that also do not be afraid to bring it up to bring up the topic about someone's privilege or somebody's somebody double checking who you are when mm-hmm. the situation arises. I think that people oh, yeah. need to be checked in order to recognize where they are falling short. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about being an angry black woman on the next episode. <laughs> no problem because right. I'm angry and I'm black. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. We'll be right back, y'all. All right, now on to our social media segment. Uh... Um, what's been going on? You you know what? I didn't know what was happening because of my little, um, hiatus from, like, Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I got on Twitter and saw that, um, your girl, um, Jess Hilarious or whatever mm-hmm. has, um, decided to double down on her attempts to destroy her career before it even really gets to take off, um... Yeah, no, I, I, I canceled her back when she made that, the, uh, the, some really trash-ass comments um, to, uh, like, she made some homophobic comments to somebody within her comments, I guess, and I was like, oh, oh, mm-mm, fuck that. I think she even did something before that, so J- Jess Hilarious has, has been canceled, okay. but let's talk about I, what she's done now. I am not sure about what she has, what she did before. I don't know about, you know, the homophobic I guess she must have did a rant or the issue before. But on this occasion, Jess Hilarious was flying to or from some place and 
posted would look would looks like you know a live video from Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, um, showing um a group of Sikhs and she seemed like she was trying to make some comedy there, saying that she was scared. Um, it seems that she must have I don't know if she thought that they were Islamic. Um, a lot of people think Sikhs are Muslims. I, I did think that and I was educated. <laughs> um, but they're actually from, uh, the Punjabi region. They, the, to be a Sikh, Sikh is a, Sikhism is a religion of its own. Um, but she was making this commentary as if she were scared, as if they may have been terrorists. And, um, that I would say is, is bigotry at its best and very xenophobic. And when others called her attention on it and people began to assume that she must have gotten them kicked off the plane because they were, um, removed from the plane and the Sikhs were removed from the plane and they were able to go on with the flight. Um, people assume that she had, must have had some words with flight attendants or what have you and got them kicked off the plane. And so she was receiving some backlash because of that. And she just doubled down on her ignorance and said, if I'm scared, I'm scared. Um, fuck y'all. And went forward and on. Now, since then, she has apologized and says she, you know, is ignorant of some things and she is still learning um and somebody must have threatened to snatch the small coin bag that she has see and you know what we talked about cancel culture before and how um we should give people room to grow Mm -hmm. i have a seat like i would say that jess hilarious is one of those folks who apologizes when they get caught up not because they are truly sorry for the mistakes that they've made or the ignorance that they've spewed out, but rather they are sorry that it's affecting their bag. And so she is definitely somebody that I can do without. Yeah. I don't find her that funny. And I didn't, I mean, like she got like maybe a key key out of me when I would come across her on my explore page, but it was kind of like, okay, this is, you know, I could take it or leave it. And so yeah. just to know that she is also just re- unrepentantly just dumb about shit. Like I am, I'm, I'm, I'm straight on her. I'm, I'm super straight on her. Yeah. So it's like, you know, her, her, her money is important to her. And a lot of people are willing to, you know, take back some of their actions and words, you know, if they're, if money is involved. Um, but she was also called out by a number of sheiks or Sikhs, excuse me. She was called out by a Sikh and, you know, just was saying, you know, I'm a Sikh. If you'd like to talk to me, uh-huh. uh, get to know us, know that we're normal people. Let let me know. And I think that is a humbling experience for and they person. and they ought to not have to even do that. Like yeah. we all have access to that same damn Google. Google. And I mean, like the thing that really annoyed me about the the whole um thing here is that it's kind of like she really felt as though like she she just uh, uh, oh my gosh i don't know like it was just like she really felt like she was saying something like oh they don't they've really not on they're not on the plane we didn't already board like just perpetuating something so fucking harmful i forgot how many years ago it was but we uh, that uh, among all of the the many mass shootings that we've had in america 
um there was a, a couple of years ago a guy who went into a Sikh temple and shot that up because he thought that they were Muslims and killed I think anywhere between like seven to nine people yeah. in that sh- and I'm just like you bird ass bitch like you really really in 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 your black ass skin are mm-hmm. sitting here bold and stupid perpetuating something harmful something that you know can bring violence and and bigotry and all kinds of bad things to people's doorstep to particularly whatever group that it is that you're targeting you should know as a black woman what the fuck this kind of stupidity can bring out of people and yet you sat there and joked about people getting removed from a plane because you didn't know that first and foremost and this is no shade if you didn't know Sikhs weren't Muslims but you but to to go in and stuff like that and just really double down on the 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 idea that these brown people are more than likely terrorists right that part you dizzy bitch like not even just respect you know these are people they're unlike myself that has nothing to do with my safety you know like why why am i even thinking about it like gross does the same way white women be clutching their bags when when black men be walking beside them on the you were the white woman clutching you were the white woman clutching your fucking bag and and really that apology is so fucking weak bruh and i mean Bless the Sikhs who really want to try and reach out to her and educate her and do all this, that, and the third. But again, you shouldn't have to plead for your fucking humanity, particularly to people who should be able to relate. Come on, bruh. Yeah. Not um, see that made she made me mad. Not with you. <laughs> but I am glad that she did issue an apology, however it was gotten out of her. I'm glad that she did because she does have a large following of people who probably would just go ahead and side with her and you know would just go ahead and also ascribe to like this to bigotry and yes. so I'm glad that she did put something out there and talk about the fact that she was ignorant and to clarify that you know she should not have done that and that it was harmful so that others will then follow her on the right path hopefully as yeah. fake as it may be for her sure all that all right i'm sorry redemption i mean sure and you know what i mean as annoyed as i am i think the thing that just really annoys me is that i know that uh, there's like for it to be a black person and to know that issue of being judged by your appearance to be able to sit there and do that to someone else we just talked about being judged consequences could be Mm. think think <laughs> larger think longer think <sighs> harder but hopefully she grows know your platform hopefully take this dragging as a lesson and move For forward in a productive and a more educated manner don't do this again comedy can also be harmful right no know the line <sighs> girl some people will argue that there is no line, that everybody and everything is free game. But um, we're not here to talk about comedy. Also, but you are yeah. no Dave Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock to be able to make those oh, kinds of jokes, my fuck darling. Chris Rock, too, for allowing... What has um, he done? 
Oh, you didn't hear about him allowing Louis C.K. to say nigga? And Jerry Seinfeld, who is also not like, you know, uh, the coolest person in the world. But I guess, you know, he he has his brownie points there. Who was like, oh, no, you know what? I'm actually not. I don't feel comfortable saying no, no. And his, his, his Chris Rock just handing over the past. Like, yes, yes, you can say nigga. <laughs> Again. I, all right. We are off track. What else is going on? I watched the super trailer for Love and Hip Hop. I'm done. <laughs> Girl, the super trailer is going to be an adventure. It's going to be a drama. It's going to be a drama. It's going to yes. be a stage play of Medea fashion. It is going to be a Tyler Perry play on <laughs> steroids. It, I can't wait. I, I, I honestly can't wait for that shit. So the thing, the thing so Mona Scott is losing her her edge in my opinion and the reason being the shit is, is like over like just so yeah that, like the error like, of this uh, it's on its way out it's like this in particular it's on its way out like go next what's next sis what's the, next the thing that drew us all into loving hip-hop atlanta initially because i i remember loving hip-hop new york was the first one it was just loving hip-hop yeah I wasn't interested in that shit. I really wasn't interested in reality TV at all. I was among the number of people who were like, gosh, this is betraying black folks in a terrible light. I've since grown. I mean, do what you want. This is, Do your thing or whatever like that. I mean, make your bag as long as you're not causing harm to other people or causing harm to yourself. Which, oh gosh, well, are they called? No, I would, I would say they probably aren't doing much of their reputation. They still got people who like them. But anyway, um... I wasn't interested, but then I watched one episode of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, and it was like watching a black telenovela. Like, it was just the most, like, just well-orchestrated black-ass shenanigans that I have ever seen. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like a reality show in the sense of what they were going through was like topics that you could relate to, but it was manufactured in a way that made it almost feel like you were watching the soaps. And those were the Jocelyn Hernandez days. Those were the Jocelyn Hernandez, like at the uh, Jocelyn at her prime when people really couldn't understand what she was saying. Like when the accent was super, super thick Yeah. when she was still wearing that 27 piece, it was just like prime time <laughs> television. And then that, that you, I mean, look at that wig, go back and look at Jocelyn's short wig and stuff like that and tell me that you didn't want to reach out and adjust it. But anyway, so, so (laughs) now she, Mona Scott, I think she's run out of tricks. We've already gone through cheating scandals. We've already gone through bad, like, business partnerships going bad. We've yeah. gone through people going to jail. Yeah. Um, we've gone through uh, side chicks and, and babe and break babies and things. You know, like, all of that, we, we've done it. And so, like, she's running out of things to, to, to put on screen. And she, now they're pulling people from Love & Hip Hop Miami or Love & Hip Hop LA and propping, popping them down in different cities. Like, why is Rich in LA? Why is uh, Monice in Atlanta? Like, Ooh, what, <laughs> what is going girl, on? Girl, that one was such a reach for me. I was I'm like, like Monice in Atlanta fucking going... with Scrap who was in jail. How could she have developed what a relationship go- with him? And- she was with Rich. What is going on? Five seconds ago, she, like, and this is not to say, that because we all know that sexuality is fluid. So it's not to say that she could not have been with that girl and have actually been attracted to her and whatnot. But it, it 
it felt like I just felt she, like that wasn't the girl for her. Right. Or I felt like did she did she claim to be well I'm out now? I don't know. Or, what like hell. it just it felt like false claiming and stuff like that. And it really just sheds a, a weird light on people who actually do experience that fluidity and the sexuality. Like it almost makes a joke of it, you know, yeah. to me. And so my whole thing is like And the way Moniz acted about some of these I don't know. I won't but, say that. But the but the thing is that back to Mona and whatnot, I'm thinking about specifically that storyline with Spice. So the thing is, all of this, like the thing, the what, what she started to do now, or what's been happening now, it's the same thing, kind of like when uh, old girl sex tape came out, Mimi, Mimi, yeah. So like something. We're, it's happening real time. Like, we're hearing about it on Twitter, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. By the time it makes it to the show, yeah. whatever the, the issue is has been resolved, been fleshed out. We didn't figure it out it's fake, whatever the case may be. So, like, with Spice, they're showing this super trailer where everyone is shocked and thinking that Spice is going to go through with skin bleaching. But we already saw that it was for a music video. So, how how well is this storyline going to play out? I didn't know out? that. Yeah, Spice. Because no, I don't follow Spice. I don't follow her either, but I remember everybody looking at her look like she looked like the fucking Crypt Keeper with the with them contacts and that painted skin and that blonde wig. Like I saw the, I saw she looked her. Ill. I saw the image of her. Right. But and, I didn't know it was for a video. Yeah, so people thought I thought she was dead ass. I mean, think about it. First and foremost, you cannot bleach your skin that fast. That fast, right. You can bleach your <coughs> skin that fast. Like I use hydroquinone to touch up like when i have acne scars correct um after gradual use that stuff is so strong sometimes and this is prescribed to me by the way four percent do not go and try and buy hydroquinone anything above four percent on amazon you're gonna fuck yourself up but um like you can see where i've had spots where Mm -hmm. i've tried to get that one spot but Mm -hmm. it'll start lightening that and even start bleaching the skin around it like but it's oh it's gradual and over time so to get to as light as she was you have to have been bleaching since the day that you exited your mama's womb and you have to be bathing in skin bleaching products shoot that like she couldn't and then on top of that i mean like it looked like it doesn't because if you see somebody who bleached their skin they they look like they got one foot in the in the casket. I would agree. So even though she did look a little um porcelain, like she was ready to be laid down and gone on six feet under or whatever, it didn't look like bleached bleached skin. I was just like, something is sus about this. Mm-hmm. And also I knew she couldn't have bleached her skin like she was black yesterday. She couldn't have bleached her skin in the in overnight. Right. So um I don't know how that storyline's gonna work, Mona. I don't know what you're going... You're running out of options, sis. They're talking about... Tokyo's storyline is going to be that she's overweight. So that's going to be a thing. She's going to have arguments with people trying to help her lose weight or whatever. I saw them dumping their pasta in the sink. Like, y'all wasted good pasta. Good pasta. On this silly-ass scene. She could have had a piece of pasta. Like, did y'all even, like, get some of it before y'all went and, like, threw it away? I mean, because it looked good. I don't understand good. that. <laughs> but, but anyway, the point of the matter is, I think that the love and hip-hop era is going to be done within the next five years. There's only so much more that she can do. And unless she... I mean, like, at least Miami is new. 
So, but even Miami is pulling out like the most random, crazy shenanigans. Like this girl thought that Amara put a root on her. This is what I, I this, cannot. <laughs> she thought she so she she thought Amara. So her storyline was that Amara put a root <coughs> on her, and she had to go to Mexico to get the root off. Girl had to go to Mexico because her daddy had connections in Mexico. Had to go to Mexico. She had to go to Mexico because that that that's her parents' country of origin, and they you know were connected with some um I guess spiritualists within the community. Somebody who would know who practices um voodoo and things of that nature and was able to would be able to get the root off but the fact that that was, that was like stretch. the storyline like i was just like why because even i was like just because we in miami and just that. because right like because i'm i mean i was like okay so the whole um afro latina latina storyline is gonna be stuff centered around i guess exotic something or another. i don't know it's just it felt like just real stupid and i'm i'm thinking well love hip-hop miami gonna be on their way out the door and they just got here they just got so, here um they were not entertaining to begin with, yeah no in and my then, opinion and then shay is back like Shay went from Atlanta like, to I, Miami, and I think and her. Then, like the, just I don't. How did we get on love? She is I, annoying. How did we get here? I don't know. I, I liked her as Muffy. Oh no, not Muffy. I'm sorry. What was her name on on um, Bucky? Bucky. You know I said what's Muffy. Her, what's her name? Bucky. Her name was Bucky. It was Boots. No. Bucky and Boots. Cause who is Boots? Boots was the other girl, the uh, the Larissa. Uh huh. Bucky and Boots. Oh, I called her Muffy because because the people said she looked like Muffy from Hey Arthur. Oh my God, she does. Oh man, um, I'm gonna look it up right now. All right, see, all right, that wasn't even my intention. I really meant Bucky or Boots. I think it was Bucky. But anyway, she should have stopped there. And then, but she kept going. Shay is annoying. Shay kept going. And I mean, Shay, make your bag. But sis, I wouldn't want to be known in my grown age as the chick who keeps pulling wigs off and stuff like that on reality TV. Like, ah, ah, you like, you're ignorant. Like, you gotta, like, I feel like the, if you're going to do, because these, these are obviously scripted. Go ahead and make your money off of these little ridiculous shows. We all get our laughs in. Y'all try to insert some, like, meaningful topics here and there. Cool. Cool beans. Just like but, Muffy, girl. Um, Just like Muffy. Flip the... Wait, what? <laughs> Just like Muffy. Oh, see, man. I wasn't even trying to do that. I wasn't trying to... Because she's pretty. She's a pretty girl. She, Muffy's cute get out <laughs> but anyway so yeah no i, I it's just the think nose that, that she doesn't have yeah of course no no one has a nose from and the Martha. kind of like the mouth her mouth is like it comes out a bit yeah i think that that's it it's just it's that jaw her, 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 comes her jawline like her mouth sits out like like muffy but um yeah no sis <laughs> sis um mm. I, I would think that you would you would flip that into a bag like you go on there for a year and you pull a cardi b and everybody but, but won't that's pull a difficult cardi b. But that's difficult if you do not have a skill or a talent right to to flip right and i mean cardi cardi what does she do sells. i mean because i think cardi, cardi doesn't even write her her raps but that doesn't even matter but she has the delivery so she does have a skill delivery she and personality delivery and person so she does have a skill she can put on a show she is good at what she does 
who knows maybe Shay wanted to do something uh with clothing everybody opening up an instagram boutique but like take it to the next i want to do one myself just don't stay here that's the thing it was bucky I knew mm-hmm. it was either Bucky or Boots. Flavor of Love and Charm School. This is her career. Man, Flavor of Love and Charm School were the... the. If you ever go back, and we're going to wrap it up here because we have been talking about love and hip-hop for far too long. But, um, yeah, if you ever get a chance to go back, somebody on YouTube has got all of the seasons of Charm School and Flavor of Love posted on there, and I did my due diligence as um, a um, aging millennial to go back and watch those shows so I can reflect on the content that I was consuming as a teenager. And my God, what were we watching? <laughs> Girl. Holy Father. Some of that stuff would never fly never fly on tv and then i'll never forget old girl she had to rush to the bathroom and i guess she wasn't wearing no drawers and she shit on the stairs who did that that was on flavor of love season two who did that the girl she was one of the the beginning contestants and, and mama had um a little gastrointestinal issue it and says shay at the age of 35 has accumulated the net worth of 400000 Okay, and on that note, we are going to go and wrap it up. Um, is there any last-minute things that you want to, to say or, or add to the conversation? Because um, she has a shirt line, Bread Girls. Get, 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 get off whatever website you're on because it's, we've been talking for far too long. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening to us rant for another week. We apologize about last week. Um, if you can tell from our first segment school really be um rocking us like we actually now have a rock'em sock'em robot game in it on campus but i guess for us to de-stress <laughs> it's like no put real boxing gloves in there in a ring and if then we do that everybody and then we out. can talk so i could really oh. rock'em rock sock'em some fucking body but no we we so we we are definitely um bogged down with a lot of things but like we said at the beginning things are starting to lighten up so um thank you for bearing with us if you do not follow us on twitter where we give updates on if a show is going to be pushed back and stuff like that please follow us on twitter um it is can you read the twitter out for us stuff sure let me see it here our twitter is p oh at sorry Mm -hmm. at p-s-y-d-b-a-r underscore josin j-o-c-i-n Yes, and also follow us on Instagram. We have an Instagram now, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. Follow the Instagram us on handle is yes. the same, P-S-Y-D-B-A-R underscore J-O-C-I-N. Yes, follow us on both Instagram and Twitter. Tell your friends about the show, and um, as per usual, I'll give a little advice. Drink at least two liters of water a day. We're trying to piss clear um, I know some of y'all just be drinking gallons and gallons of everything but water, and I know your piss feel like fire. Do better. Oh, Drink right. water. Um, Urinary tray. Wash your skin. 
Um, twice a day. Um, Especially as it gets warmer. Right. Moisturize. Use sunscreen. On yes, the bottoms of your feet We may as well. not. Oh, yes. Get the bottom of your feet. Get between your toes. You should. Normally, I don't encourage this, but I'm here for this. Yes. I mean, like, use sunscreen. You may think that because we don't turn into a turnip when we sit in the sun for 10 minutes, that does not mean that we cannot get um, skin cancer and other kinds of ailments as a result of UV rays. And there's a reason our ancestors' skin has stayed tight for so long they use cocoa butters mm-hmm. shea butters lotions okay so you can look like leather by the time you're 50 if you want to but i'm trying to help you not go down that route your black can crack if you do not take care of it so um yeah on that note everybody have a great rest of your weekend. We're about to go um, get ready to go to my brother's show tonight at the House of Blues. Shout yes. out to Shagadelic. Support NOLA artists. Support NOLA artists. If you have not checked out his album, um, The Only Love I See on iTunes, go check that out. You'll really enjoy Definitely. it. And on that note, I think I said that three times, but this is our show, so I can say what the fuck I want to say. Bye, Jesus. (laughs) So, uh, we'll holla at y'all later. We chosen. We chosen.